Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today, a really good friend of mine, Sheila Gross, joins us. She is a visionary, a free-floating heartist of possibility, a interfaith minister, a visionary, poet, and a quote-unquote all-around good-time gal. Today, you'll catch Sheila and I in the midst of a conversation about two different teachers and their different paths to leading us to the same magnificent place, a place of our liberation, a place where words can lead us into the vast spaciousness of wordlessness, a place where being trumps doing, a place of introspection, reflection, and the magnificence of the human condition. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Again, just kid this. No, now there's nothing more to talk about. Let's pause for a moment of silence in the nothingness then and just, you know, hang out here. Well, where else would we be hanging out? (laughs) Not over there. (laughs) <laughs> you know, the, th- the, the weird and wondrous thing about talking about this is that there really is no talking about it. Yeah. So the very talking we'll about catch it on the other side of the experience to which we are yeah, pointing but the, the talking about. Yeah, and in the talking about the not talking about the thing <laughs> that we're not experiencing takes us to the experience of the no experience. Well, one would hope. <laughs> we if not now, when? We know there's we know there's no hope, but but you really mm. would have appreciated that direct experience of getting that it wasn't about this person yeah. quote, or this teacher or that thing. It was about nothing. And oh my God! So so let me just let let me just let me just say the importance and the significance of this, if if you don't mind. So we're talking about right now a teacher that we have that teaches without teaching about that there's nothing to learn because he can see the presence of all that is that always has been with no container around it, and he was teaching how to be containerless and and. And and to be able to see the non-container around all beings, and so he let other people get behind a camera, and everyone noticed that everyone had the ability to be containerless and see the containerless in other people, which was a huge aha because it wasn't the teacher; it was the experience of being personless, identityless, not seeing someone as a story. And letting them, and just being present and witnessing the being without any association or any identification of who they are in any way, shape, or form. And that is that. This is the paradox, and that's a teacher. <laughs> do you know what the F you just said? Yes, I do. <laughs> you know, but here's the thing there was no, he wasn't teaching. That's what, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, you know, the thing is, you, the teacher, there is, but it is a paradox. It is, and it, and it is an oxymoron because yeah. it's like there's a formlessness about this whole thing, and yet there's a form because we seem to exist in the form. Right. So, wait, wait, hold but, on. So I just got to share this with you because I'm doing this book club right now on the Bhagavad Gita, and there's five of us that get together once a week, and 
each week we 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 spent we just spent two weeks on the introduction of the bag of vaquito because there's too much oh and there's every sentence is a jewel and so I have yesterday was the second class and I had people come and I said you have to pick out of the page twenty five to thirty eight you have to pick out a line a paragraph a stanza or a word and you have to put it on a full a flip chart page so that we are sitting around in our book club and five heads aren't in a book but instead they're looking at a piece of paper of what was significant for them. And we were talking about it. And one person wrote down, there's nothing to teach. And then of course I added, there's no one to teach it to. And my one friend said, you know, that she felt like that all of life is experiences was to become unentangled to the experiences that you think you're having in essence to begin with. And my friend, the teacher her mom taught her how to be a teacher because her mom didn't teach her anything. So her mom, who didn't teach her anything, it propels her to become a teacher who eventually learns there's nothing to teach. And that is the unentanglement of the experiences of life itself. Isn't that beautiful? Well, it is. If you don't hear it with your mind. Yes. Oh, say you more. You, know, the, the, you, you don't hear it with your, you know, it's just like, All right, so you know, what's, the what's Spanish, the, but that's the Zen of this. It's like, yeah. you know, when they did the Zen Cohen's, the idea, even though it's not in my idea, once you blow the mind, it's in the presence of that. The mind finally somehow lays down and dies or lets go. And then, what is is just present and there's just mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and then there's no one to talk about it mm-hmm. and nothing to teach mm-hmm. but in this body that we're in we keep thinking oh okay i get that so buh, buh, buh. like we want to make that into something yeah to describe or hold on to and you can't i mean the bottom line is one must really be in an experience of something and and then maybe maybe hold off in trying to interpret that experience in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And, and the human mind just seems to not be geared to letting us do that. Mm. You know, the mind just wants to quickly take whatever it is and make it the nothing into something. All right. So how do you then, as an individual gear up the mind to not be a mind so that you are something else or nothingness can can be present. You can never, you as an individual can never, you know, when they say, you know, um, and we said, don't mention any teacher's name, so I won't, but when something (laughs) like, you know, I know you're all here because you get this and we all want the same thing. I go, the 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 view that we think that we are will never want this. Yes, because it's an, an, an annihilation. Right. I mean, like, well, I mean, wait, but hold on, but hold on, hold on. I have uh, something to say about that. Okay. I totally understand what you're saying, but yet here you and I are being, yes. and we know that we, we aren't. We yeah, we have a direct experience of the nothingness, and all. yet yes. we are yes. not annihilated, yes. and. Yes. And yeah. it has also created a huge shift in our lives yeah. and the people yeah. that we associate with and the words that we use and the yeah. and the feelings that we entertain and the problems that we decide are yeah. problems or not problems. So yeah. it is possible to 
once experienced the non-teaching from a no teacher to a no oneness <laughs> that you can be in a state of being present and understanding the beauty of the nothingness that you're being present to from your lips <laughs> <laughs> that that and raise my sangria it's like <laughs> You know, the, the the only neat thing that I that I, I feel is like one of the things that's come out of this crazy whatever this is is like there you know there's a lightness of being you you know like like it's kind of like you can love the oh, I'll tell you one thing the freeing part that that part for me was big the freeing part of being free of not having to fix anything change yeah. anything work yeah. on something work yeah. on the shadow work right. on this it's like done gone over i was I just mean, writing about that today i am what is this is me and yes is, and that thing that we're pointing to that you can't point to that you and i have in whatever way shape or form had the direct experience of maybe once maybe ten thousand times mm. maybe whatever it, you know it's like that is something that we that lives in us and we recognize so we can play this way you know because we know that all the surface stuff is just surface stuff. And yeah. we have some, some kind of recognition of something. But the two... Well, you do, you do talking. when you do. But for, for me, it was 47 years of not recognizing that I was participating actively in the surface level of reality. And then it was this aha moment. And I wrote these lines today. It was like one breath, one moment, one choice to stop the facade of being a someone that someone else needed me to be. And then I could be free because the world was meant for me to be free in and not to be imprisoned by the embodiment of a particular personality for 13 other people that needed me all by the way to be different aspects of my personality no, I, yeah, in order for them to be happy the world was created for anything because we don't know that we can make that up i don't know anything about anything well i do, i will okay but, but i get I that but i would definitely saying. say that it was meant for us more to be free than imprisoned by our we thoughts are free. We, yes I mean, it's more like like the yes. world, the quote where we are free and yes. we don't recognize you know that picture so the world like the was created yeah. because we are free i i like that adjustment i think that's significant yeah, i don't even like the word because it's just it's just like we are free yeah and we don't see it you know that mm. it was a picture once way mm. back in my therapeutic days where you know the guy is is sitting there holding you know putting his arms and legs against the bars of a cell and pushing like to get out of this imprisonment, you know, mm -hmm. like, like our minds, like our souls, yeah. whatever. And then when you see the bigger picture, there's nothing on any side of them. Oh my God. Okay. Just so holding those bars. So it's like, thing is we are free. It's just the, 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 this part of ourselves, our personality, whatever this is and however we got that imprisons place, us. Yep. Recognize yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, um, when you said you had that recognition, are you talking about that as the experience that I, I'm aware that you, you had? Yes. Um, you know, the, the recognition of surrender, of disappearing, of dissolving, mm -hmm. of dissolution, of problem, of there, it was just a, it was when I, and for me, it took my mind to work overtime for 
a long time trying to solve something that was unsolvable, unresolvable. Yes. And when I finally got the enough suffering from trying to fix mm-hmm. a problem that was unfixable, yeah. but it was a really important one yes. that I was really, um, I was really, obli- I felt really deeply strongly about resolving that brought me to a place of, oh my God, right. I can, I actually have to choose on whether or not I'm going to be happy in things that are unresolvable. And I project into my own dreaming up of my future here in this illusion of life. And I want it to be a happy experience. And so there was a letting go. So the the real experience. I mean, I was there, right? I'm not. Was that part of what, what, because didn't we have that discussion? Like you said not to mention any names, so I'm not going to mention any names, but when are you talking about? Was it online uh, or in person? Um, it was online. Okay. Um, well, I mean, we had, to, we had many discussions about it, but I know what you were talking about and you were suffering and you know, it was personal, a lot of, and, and it really felt like a real core issue. And oh yeah, of, yes, yes, yes. And there was some level of like, that, that was the beauty, which was again, well, because I know that you're recording and I'm not going to say anything, but that's why I said, you know, again, you know, being in that space of experience is like that, you know, like something just breaks open. It, it, you can't even explain it, but something, you know, that's totally right. It, there is really hardly any words to express it, but what breaks open, which is yeah. essentially unexpressible could be expressed in yeah. as something other than whatever I've ever felt before. And, yeah. and the I that is speaking is also a different version of the one that's ever mm-hmm. experienced anything. Right. Well, I remember because it was like my heart just swelled because, you mm. know, I knew that you were free, you know, free from something that had really so clutched you. And, you know, and I, I experienced that too. It was like, like when I, I remember one time when I was on and it was like, I suddenly had this direct experience that nothing meant anything. I mean, it's not, you can't say this in a concept because it sounds ridiculous, but it was like, it's all made up and it didn't, who knew what anything meant and that, and nothing I ever thought would necessarily be true or not true. It was all just made up and there was nothing. Yeah. For that one moment, there was nothing. And like, and you know, something in me laughed, like, I never have to believe any of this anymore. I get it. I, I yeah, had this like, story, I had this like, mother, m- yeah, reindeer, it's a story. Yeah. Me, I, it's like Sheila, you're writing my prologue that I wrote today. Like literally, I was th- I was like this moment of fire that burnt through every story I ever held about right. my life contained right. within my mind. Right. And Freedom. yeah, Freedom. instead it was the exact opposite of that. What's on the other side and all around the bars is not the bars and no one pushing against them. It was right. l- liberating from the person and from the thing in which the person yeah. seeks freedom from. There was yeah. nothing that right. needed to be resolved. Yes. And then, you know, and then, you know, like the mind, you know, after wants to hold it or talk about it. But the thing is, the experience doesn't leave you. Because the experience yes. is profound. And even if the mind rubber bands, there's always something that knows it's not necessarily true. <laughs> it's not the way it is. And so there is a freedom of not judging oneself anymore, which is major. 
which if every human being could not have that, you know, to have that feeling of being part of the whole of something with no, no, no exclusions and no exceptions with, without ever having to do anything. Yeah. You know, it's like sitting under the tree, like that life does you and you're enough as you are, but it's not words. You just get, Oh my God. Yeah. It's like, there you are, this free floating awareness that made up all this stuff. And that staying in the unbecoming is the way to maintain the freedom. And that the second you choose to become someone for somebody else, then you get locked into a reality that has conditions wrapped around it. And yeah. and yet there Which is this... Which is called our world. Right. And, and, and it's really hard because, you know, it's so easy to talk about. Right. But, the, but there is this... But that's like the thing. leaving, like right. somebody dying. But that is the thing that I feel know. like the work that we have done is sustaining us now. Like I spend moments, many moments of every day saying... I just screamed on the inside of my body when I saw what just happened in Ukraine. And how do what's mine to do here? Uh, if it isn't to become an angry person, if it isn't to become one that feels like this shouldn't happen, uh, you know, judging this and that and good and bad and right and wrong and evil and blah and blah and anger and not anger. I mean, it's, it, what if I'm not going to choose that? What is the highest choice that I can experience in the moment of seeing that this occurs here. What is that? And just even asking the question I find so valuable to be able to pull yourself of a reaction mode of stuff that deserves a reaction and instead to fall into the into a home of curiosity and an inquisition of What's the highest way for me to become that which wants to be created in the world? And I know what wants to be created in the world because I see its polar opposite being played out. And you can hear the masses joining you. And that is what's exciting is that in this space, the collective is joining us in freedom and in liberation, not necessarily in the metaphysical or the cycle or the, or the spiritual world, because most people aren't really there, but even in just the 3d world that the collective wants a home in which everyone can experience liberation and freedom in. I'll take it. I'll take it because it's a sweet place to start from versus the opposite. Well, I will rest with a sweet place to, sweet place to come from. Because, <laughs> you, know, you know, the words become words, even though I know what you're saying, but the actual experience is so much bigger than any of it. But, yeah. I, but I hear what you're saying about the reaction because, yes, we, you know, one one level you're removed from the rea- reactivity of the of the quote world because you know people think if you're removed from it, it means you're not. Yeah, you and the more, and you know, the but and that's not true. It's only it's only when you when you can be really at the deeper level. See, because you can hear the same words. And yes, but the words in a podcast give people the opportunity to see they have a choice. You have to be free from the attachment to any of it in order then to have a, you know, to come from a place yes. of, 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 of genuine a- participation. Absolutely. And words matter because 
the frequency of the language used to express the inexpressible can bring other people over to experiencing that which really wants to be experienced, liberation. And the world offers us a plethora of opportunities right now to decide on which who, who is it that's looking? Is it the one whose legs are pressed up against the prison bars screaming, no, fuck, this sucks, this isn't fair? Or is it the spaciousness of the potential behind what wants to pop through? Mm. You have a definitive answer for that, my dear? nothing's definitive leave the words to you and i'm gonna go these next five days into wordlessness yes because because for me i see that for me that that's the only place i know to rest in that gives me any um feedback or insight into this okay it can't come from my mind anymore do you know what i'm saying yes and, and let's and what i was sharing with you before is that experience of recognizing something that it's not about anything or anybody but you're actually in this free yes that's there's that's priceless and that there's not you know but but it, i i mean for me i mean being honest it's like there's just you know that pullback i i can feel the difference i feel the difference when i'm when i'm just, I hate those buzzwords, but just present in this, thisness. And when I'm, you know, the words are pulling me away and, um, I I love it. And I think it's a good place to end not just hold on here with me for a moment, but I think I it's a good, it's a good place to end this show in the wordlessness, in the experiential opportunity that's awaiting for you, possibly in your next breath. Find a friend like this to talk to. Experience the spaciousness and the freedom that is right all around you and in a new perspective. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Everyday Awakening. How can today awaken you to the greatness that lives within? To ask a question, suggest a topic, or contact us, please email us at everydayawakeningpodcast at gmail.com. If you really like our show, please be sure to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. And tell a few friends. 